You're listening to the Take Your Shop podcast, a podcast for wedding photographers and videographers looking to grow and scale their business. I'm your host, Hallie Heather, and my goal is for you to walk away feeling empowered and inspired as you continue to build a business that you're passionate about and that serves both you and your clients well. So whether you're operating as a side hustle or you're looking for tips and tricks on how to improve and scale your business, you, my friend, are in the right place. You don't have to figure it all out on your own, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to another episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. Today, I've got an amazing guest. Her name is Mercedes Barba. And you guys, she has 15 years of experience in the journalism field. And so today, we're going to be talking about getting featured in the media, why that's beneficial, and what you need to know. And so I'm super excited. Mercedes, welcome. Do you want to introduce yourself today? Yeah, Hallie, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And hello to everyone listening. My name is Mercedes Barba. I am a journalist. I've been working in the industry for 15 years. The last eight years, I've been specifically covering business and entrepreneurship. Previous to that, I was doing a lot of entertainment, but business and entrepreneurship journalism has been my my bread and butter for the last eight years. And I, you know, realized the power of the media and how incredibly important it is for entrepreneurs. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs right now think, you know, I can't be featured in the media. I'm just as small, you know, it's just me running it or me and my husband or, you know, me and my partner. There's no way that I can get a media feature. And I'm here to tell you that that is so not true. Um, everybody is deserving of a media feature. And just because somebody has a publicity firm and a PR firm and they're shelling out thousands of dollars a month on trying to get publicity uh, doesn't mean that you can't do it yourself. So I'm here to kind of give you the tips and tricks to take ownership of doing your own publicity and doing it yourself. Um, there's something really empowering about spreading your own message and and finding journalists and media editors to pitch. And I'm here to talk about that today. So thanks for having me. Man, I am seriously so excited. Anyone who's gotten this far, you know that there's a lot of value coming your way. And that's so exciting. And Mercedes, I think it'd be awesome just to like start off with like the basic foundations of like, what is a media feature? And why is that important for someone to be looking at for their business? Yes. So media is an incredibly powerful uh, addition to marketing, right? So if you're doing Facebook ads or Instagram ads or, you know, being very visible on social media and showing up for your audience, that is incredibly powerful. But there's only so much reach that you can get through Instagram, right? Through Facebook ads, things like that because of the algorithms and, and what people are engaging with. When you get featured in a media feature, like let's say Business Insider, right? For all my entrepreneurs out there or the not right? For some of my wedding photographers out there that are listening, um, that can provide you some pretty global audience engagement and can really kind of thrust your business into the spotlight. So when I say a media feature, that's what I mean. I'm talking about the not. I'm talking about brides. I'm talking about Business Insider. I'm talking about Forbes and Fortune and CNBC, Good Morning America, right? The Today Show. I'm talking about that kind of features. Man, there's so many different types of features. And with your experience in journalism, I know you have been on the other side of receiving these pitches and receiving, you know, people wanting to get featured. As someone with journalism experience, what would you say are things that people should consider when trying to figure out, okay, where should they get featured? How should they go about that? Like, what are some of the first steps that someone could take when figuring out, okay, what do I need to do in order to be featured? And what's kind of the best, like, mindset and approach to take with that? 
definitely Good question. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a great question because I, again, a lot of entrepreneurs are like, well, it's just me. And, and why am I deserving of a media feature? When you look at these other companies like Apple and Tesla and, you know, other maybe big, you know, wedding photographers or, you know, things, people like that. Um, you're like, why am I deserving of a media feature? But you are right. All entrepreneurs have a story to their business right now where the industry is heading is what we call service journalism. So if you can provide some sort of service to your audience, like here are three things I learned when I shot an indoor wedding, right? And, or here are three mistakes that I made when I traveled, you know, 3000 miles to shoot this wedding and I forgot this and I forgot that. And, you know, here are some things that you can learn. If you can provide service to your audience, that is incredibly powerful. And a lot of journalism organizations are accepting stories right now that are providing service, right? Tips and tricks that you that the audience can learn. So if you go to Business Insider, you'll see a lot of um, headlines that say, I started my business and here are three things that I failed on. Or here's here's how I spent $10,000 and it went directly into the trash, right? And how the mistakes that I made. Um, that is incredibly powerful for any audience that's reading that. Another really big important part of why we do media features is these three little letters that we call SEO. I'm sure many of you listening know what SEO is. It's search engine optimization. Hallie, I know you know what SEO is. It's incredibly powerful in today's digital landscape. But basically, when you are a, uh, a budding um, business owner, right, and you have a, a little digital footprint online, it is important to piggyback. Uh, I like to say piggyback, but Piggyback on top of these legacy URLs that have existed, like time.com, right? Like cnbc.com, right? Like nbc.com, abc.com. These are all legacy URLs that when you get featured in that, Google's going to see that and start recognizing you as a featured expert, right? So, Hallie, I'm sure, you know, if, if you've been featured in The Knot or Brides or any other wedding blog or website, Google's going to start saying, okay, Hallie and Luke, interesting. Like, let's start pushing up their website higher in the search rankings. So when people are searching wedding photographer, you pop up, right? Or that article pops up and, and it's hyperlinked back to your website. Google starts recognizing you as an expert and therefore you generate more revenue and more leads that way. So it's incredibly, this incredibly powerful tool that I'm over here trying to just spread the awareness of it and let everybody know that, that it is a, an incredibly powerful marketing tool that you can add to your toolbox. Yeah. And I, I really love what you were saying there about just kind of getting those backlinks to your website. Cause yes, SEO is huge. That's super important. I would love to pick your brain a little bit as like a journalist. So like, I know for wedding photographers specifically, they know like I could be in Minnesota bride, right. Or the knot or right. wedding wire. Typically, though, those are going to be paid services, mm -hmm. and I know it can be anywhere from, like, hundreds to thousands of dollars per year for, like, a subscription. So it's kind of this, like, pay-to-play kind of mentality. Right. I'm not going to necessarily talk about that. Some people find it really beneficial. Other people kind of go in other directions. So instead of getting in the weeds with that, as a journalist, do you have any, like, really good resources or tools or ways you recommend for people to start, like, whether there's, like, a platform or ways to submit work? And typically, right. like, how often is it where it's, like, paid or is it usually free? Like what, what has been your experience around that? Yeah. So I'm pretty against these pay to play features, right? I, I don't see the monetary value. Some do, and I'm not here like to, to talk bad about that. And if that's part of your strategy, then cool, then go for it. But I'm here talking about the free media, right? As a journalist, we don't typically, we don't, we don't pay our sources to be in 
uh, a feature unless it's a sponsored thing, right? So I've worked on sponsored projects where I'll hire a host to host, you know, a video series or something like that. But we never pay our sources. So if you are, if somebody's asking you for money, then that's definitely a sponsored uh, post, which is fine. A lot of people see success in that. But I'm talking about like, okay, I have a, I have an amazing photographer friend. She's based out of New York and she recently got featured in Time Magazine because she launched her business during COVID as a side hustle. I think she got laid off and she always liked photography and was like, well, why don't I just kind of start this? And somebody reached out to her from Time Magazine and said, hey, I'm doing a story on a side hustle. People that started side hustles during COVID, would you be interested in wanting, you know, being a story in my story? And she was like, yeah, like Time Magazine, of course. So she, I've chatted with her about that. And she's like, I have seen so much value in that. And I, I have gotten so many clients and people coming to my website and signing up for my newsletter based on that little feature. And it was just a couple sentences, right, of, of her like starting her business during COVID. But one free resource that I love to tell my clients, it's super easy that anybody can do, go to, go on Google and Google search, help a reporter out. It's called Haro, H-A-R-O. I think it started as like a, a Facebook group years and years ago, but essentially what it is, is it is journalists that are looking for expert sources, and it's a newsletter that you can sign up for, and it comes into your inbox twice a day, usually in the morning and in the afternoon. And it says like 50 journalists are looking for, hey, you know, someone's looking, like yesterday I saw one that was like, um, I'm looking for someone that can speak on cybersecurity and AI. Cool. If that's your niche, go for it. I have seen so many posts about photographers. I just saw one the other day and I sent it to one of my photographer friends in LA where I live. He's a, he's a concert tour photographer and he follows like a, a pretty large band and he goes on tour with them. And it was like, are you a photographer? And are you, you know, do you follow bands around and are you a tour photographer? And it, you know, it was like perfect for him. So I sent that to him. So there's a lot of these inquiries out there that you can find. Another really great resource is a company called Quoted, Q-W-O-T-E-D. They have a subscription model where I think it's $100 a month. And you can, you can submit to as many journalists. It's basically like Haro, but it's a more of a subscription model. So you can submit as many submissions as possible if people are looking for, hey, I'm looking for someone that does wedding photography, or I'm looking for someone who has a business and is traveling the country, right? Um, so you can kind of submit there. I think if you do the free version, you can do three submissions a month. So I do suggest like signing up for a few of these and trying the free versions and just kind of seeing how it goes. And if you're interested in paying a hundred bucks a month, it, you know, for some people it, it doesn't break the bank and that's cool. Um, and I have seen success on, on these before. So I highly suggest for those of you that are looking to get featured in the media and kind of broaden your digital footprint there, you know, sign up for some of those. They're, they're pretty powerful. I love that. That's so good. And when someone is going to submit to one of these, so let's say, let's say I signed up for Haro, which I actually am already on Haro. It's funny you said that. Um, one yeah. of my travel blogger friends uses that big for travel blogging too. Yes. Wild the topics you'll see. But for someone who wants to submit their work on Haro or Quoted, do you have any tips for how to pitch themselves, kind of what to kind of say or do in order to stand out from other people who are also pitching to the same maybe opportunity? Oh, yeah. So that that's a big thing that I talk about with my clients, my one-on-one -on -one clients. So a lot of the, you know, I'm sure there's 
hundreds of thousands of people that are subscribed to the, this newsletter, right? Haro. And it comes directly into your inbox. It's very easy. If you see something that you're interested in, you click the email and you email them back. These journalists get bombarded with uh, these pitches constantly day by day. There's been many that I've, I've sent for my clients and you never hear back. It's like crickets. So what I suggest is doing a little bit of research. So if you go on Haro, you can kind of, if you click into the, the, the query that you're looking at, you can get the person's name, right? You can find the journalist's name on there. A lot of the times they'll have their first and last name. I would find them on LinkedIn and I would connect with them. And I would say, hey, you know, my name's Hallie and you know, my, my husband and I do wedding photography and we travel the country and look at our work and here's my Instagram and this is what we do. And I can talk on these topics, boom, boom, boom. So that you're making a connection a lot of the times you can you can find these journalists email addresses online. So if you Google search them and Google search the the publication that they work for, sometimes you can find their email addresses on there or on their LinkedIn. There's a little area there for contact info. You can find their email addresses. So instead of going through maybe something like Haro, I would say like, "Hey, I saw your query on Haro and, you know, I know you get bombarded with a million emails probably for this, but I think I'm a perfect fit because I do X, Y, and Z, and I found your email address online, and I hope it's okay that I email you, but I wanted to to send you a separate pitch uh, and, and maybe some talking points rather than going through Haro because I know you get bombarded every day. That just kind of goes to show the journalist that you have done your due diligence, you've done your research. I've received dozens of pitches in my LinkedIn, and as a journalist, I like that because I'm always looking for like new sources and new people to feature, especially if like you fall within my niche. I'm like, oh, perfect. I'm going to add you to my Google doc of sources. Right. And so another really big thing that you can do is because of the internet and Instagram nowadays, like you can find so much information on people. So I would, you know, for me, I just received a pitch the other day from a gentleman, from a, a publicist that was like, Hey, you know, I used to live in New York. Right. And this guy was like, Hey, fellow New Yorker, where did you live? I lived in this neighborhood. And, you know, so that really grabbed my attention. And it was something that was on my LinkedIn. It's not like he went and stalked me and found my address <laughs> or whatever, right? He just found that on my LinkedIn and, and, and it was incredibly powerful. And I opened his email, right? So you have to kind of be a little strategic with it. But these organizations like Haro and Quoted, there's another one that I really like called Featured, Featured.com. It just kind of came on the market. And the CEO, Brett Farmalo, is awesome. So it's a really great company. They're also kind of doing something very similar, partnering up journalists with subject matter experts. But, you know, go on these platforms and kind of see what information you can find. Go on, you know, if your dream media outlet is to be on Oprah Daily, right, Oprah.com, go on Oprah.com and like look at some of the stories that are there that fall within your niche and look at the journalists that are writing them and connect with them on LinkedIn, right? Connect with them on, on Twitter uh, or X rather, whatever we call it these days. You know, connect with them on social media and, and introduce yourself and say, hey, my name's Hallie and I do this and I do that. I would love to be considered as a source for your next story. You know, there's a lot. And I also want to talk about local news, right? Local media. If you have a brick or more of a brick and mortar business or Hallie, I know you and Luke travel a lot. If you're going to be placed in one area for a good amount of time, like find, you know, a local news source near you and say, hey, you know, I do wedding photography and these are my services and this is what I can talk about and this is my work. And, you know, local news is, is, is a really great area to start in. 
especially if you own a hair salon or, you know, a beauty salon, right? You want people to come into your place, your place of business. So try to find places like that, that, that can pick up your story. So much, so much value was just delivered in that short amount of time. <laughs> I love that. I love how you really just like honed in on the importance of making it personal because it's true. Like these people are on these platforms and I don't know if if it's common for a journalist to submit their, you know, pitch in multiple places, but yeah, I can imagine how many messages they're getting or just notifications they're getting just from Haro alone or featured alone. And so um, I love how you just took it to the next level to make it more personal and try to establish that human connection in a way that's like personable without being like too creepy. But I love totally. that. I think, <laughs> I think that's, that's so great. Spot is like, you don't want to be too obsessive, <clears throat> excuse me, obsessive and too weird. And, and one big thing too, is you have to follow up. So if you send an initial email, it is super important. Give them about a week. I like to send, I like to tell my clients, send them around Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Try to, try to avoid Mondays and Fridays just because journalists like Mondays, like, okay, long weekend. Let me, let me look at my emails, but, but it's very, and Fridays are like, it's a wash, right? It's very important to follow up because I had an amazing story that came into my inbox of a woman that pitched me a story and it was right in my niche. It was perfect. And I totally forgot about it because I was so swamped with like doing other things and she followed up. And I was like, oh, yes, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you followed up because I totally boop, like slipped my mind. I probably would have remembered weeks later, but it was a timely pitch. It was something that needed to get done very quickly. So I was like, thank you so much for following up. So it's incredibly important to follow up just because I get so, you know, journalists get so many emails in their inbox every day. It's like overwhelming at times. And if you're like, hey, it's me again, remember me, I do this and I do that. And, you know, oh, I saw this story that you published recently. I loved it you know, here's what I can talk about. Right. So it's important to follow up. I think that's so good. And, and even just in general, following up, even if it's not even media, I know as entrepreneurs, especially with managing an inbox, it's so easy to like have something fall through the cracks, <laughs> especially if you're managing multiple things. And so, yeah, follow-ups are always so important. So I think that's a huge point. And I think people are sometimes scared to follow up because they don't want to come off as needy or too like attached or I don't know, just like, ah, I don't want to bother them. You know, I already sent it. And like, at least in the Midwest, it can be very like, ah, I don't want to bother them. <laughs> so I yeah. think just expressing the importance of following up and like, you really do got to get after it sometimes. So that's super, super helpful. I would love to talk a little bit about just like, as you're pitching and like, as you're trying to figure out where to get published, like you kind of touched on looking at local news and submitting to these other things. Is there any other ways that you recommend like reaching out to journalists directly? Yeah. So podcasting, is incredibly powerful, right? That's why I'm, you know, I'm here, right? Podcasting is incre an incredibly powerful tool in today's day and age because a lot of um, social media influencers have their, you know, have a podcast and will pr cross promote, right? I find so much value in being in podcasts. There is, a, you know, for those of you that want to be on podcasts, there are, are powerful Facebook groups where people can go and say, hi, my name is Mercedes and I talk about the media and pitching for entrepreneurs and coaches. And these are three or four talking points that I can talk about. And I would always put a selfie of yourself so that people are like, okay, this person's not a bot. You know, it's a real individual and maybe something from your phone as opposed, I found that something taking yourself is better than maybe something professionally taken, like a headshot, just because it's more personal, right? And you're like, hi, my name is Mercedes. And 
you know, I'm, I have a business where I coach entrepreneurs on how to leverage the media to grow. I would love to be on a, a podcast for anybody that's looking for me, right? And book yourself there and kind of get your, your feet wet a little bit on doing these podcast interviews so that when you are ready to pitch yourself into the media, you already know what you're going to talk about and you already know what your brand is and where your audience is. So, so podcasts can be incredibly valuable. Also Instagram lives, right? Instagram lives are kind of like an underutilized thing nowadays, right? I remember when they came out, it was like, oh my God, this big Instagram live. And I remember Facebook live. It was such a big thing, but Instagram lives are incredibly powerful too, to spread your digital footprint on social media. So I, you know, I would show up and be visible as, as much as possible. It's very powerful. Especially on social media, because it's like, whenever you do an Instagram live, it like pops you right to the top. Every single person who's on the app at that moment gets a notification that you're live if they follow you, which is huge just to kind of reboost that engagement. So yeah, that is great. And obviously podcast, so glad that you're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, great ways for exposure. So I know for photographers, we kind of talked a little bit about like the pay to play. Like a lot of times people feel as though they have to pay money to be a part of like brides or the knot or wedding wire and, and things like that. I'm really curious though, like what do you think would be really beneficial for photographers to spe specifically do? Cause a lot of it is like work-based, like they're trying to get their photos printed in magazines or they're trying to get featured and just like as a photographer, do you have any like specific things that you've seen have been really helpful for specifically like photographers or even wedding photographers? Yeah. So kind of going back to my example of my friend, Sam Pop. I'm going to give her a little shout out here in New York, who was featured in Time magazine. There's multiple ways to get featured, right? You can get featured as here's I'm a photographer. Here's my beautiful work. And there's that. But there's also different ways that you can leverage a, talk about your business, right? You can say, like, I've generated six figures, you know, as a solo photographer. That's a story, right? Or, you know, my husband and I travel the country shooting photography and here's how we do it. That's another story, right? And those different stories can be played. You not only can you get featured in these like wedding, you know, wedding focused platforms and publications, but you can also get into the the business side of it, right? The business insider and the CNBC and the fortune and the money magazine, right? These are all underutilized platforms that love what we call in the industry, human interest stories first. So human interest, putting like a face and a name behind the story and you know, very, very colorful quotes. So if you can kind of think outside the box and say, look, I am a wedding photographer or I do headshots or I do branding. How else do I show up in my business? Like what else do I do? Well, I mean, I gener I quit my job and I generated six figures, right? That's incredibly powerful because there's so many stories on Business Insider of people like I hated my corporate life. I got out of it. I found uh, my skills as a photographer and I'm doing it. And now I'm traveling the country living in an RV or whatever, right? So I would kind of think outside the box a little bit and spread the word about your business in that way. And the best way to do that is to go to, to, to websites like Business Insider and CNBC and look at some of the stories that other wedding photographers or other photographers have done. Usually when you go to a homepage, <clears throat> excuse me, you go to a homepage, there's a search bar at the top corner and you can search wedding photography, wedding photographer, photographer, and see what stories come up you can also go into Google and type the word site, S-I-T-E, colon, the publication, and then a keyword. And that actually is more beneficial because that will show you in Google's like view of the top generating, the top performing articles hmm. in the search, in the SERP rather. So 
that either of those ways, either of those tools are incredibly powerful. So I would do that. Do a little bit of research. When I say CNBC, there is a separate arm of CNBC called CNBC Make It, which is their inspirational, aspirational area of publication. So when we look, when we think about CNBC, it's all very stock heavy and company heavy and company earnings and things like that. CNBC Make It is more geared toward like Gen Z people and people mm-hmm. who are doing really cool side hustles or making money in very interesting ways or, you know, little kids that start businesses and now they blew up, right? So CNBC Make It is a really awesome place to do research and to pitch your story. That's so cool. I didn't, I've never even looked at the CNBC Make It, so I think that's super cool just to even learn about that. And yeah. I think it just goes to show that there's usually, it sounds like there's really a media outlet for everyone. Like, I think it's just a matter of like not getting too intimidated by it or not being too afraid to like put yourself out there. I think it does take a lot of courage and I'm sure a lot of people out there feel imposter syndrome or feel this element of like, but why me? Why would I do this when there's someone else who's doing it better? But at the end of the day, I think there are people out there getting published who maybe don't even have as much authority as you do, right? Like you might have more experience, but they're the ones who are actually putting themselves out there and getting it. And so my encouragement would be, don't be too afraid to like, take that step and like really have confidence in yourself and like go after it because you do have a story. And I think so often as creatives, we can get like kind of hide hide a little bit behind just like, ah, we just hide behind the work, right? Like we want to be behind the camera. We don't want to be in front of it. Right. Um, but I think just, this has just been super inspiring and encouraging just to hear just what's out there and the possibilities with this. And it just takes you taking that step and initiative to, to be willing to do it. And like at the end of the day, the people who put in the work are going to be the ones who get featured. And I think that's so cool that you have talked a lot about that today. Oh my God, Hallie, you hit the freaking nail on the head. Like it's, that is exactly it. I work with a lot of clients that are like, I'm like, have you sent your pitch yet? And they're like, no, I'm scared. I'm like, just send it because time's going to pass anyway, right? You need to just get it out there. One thing that I like to do, I like to tell my clients is there's a free thing on Google called streak, S-T-R-E-A-K, streak. And it basically like, it kind of like helps organize your inbox. So like if you forget an email and you left it on red, streak will say, hey, did you, did you forget about this email? Did you want to like read it? And like, oh yeah. So it'll kind of send you alerts. But the one thing that I like about it is it tells you when people open your email. Hmm. And that is incredibly powerful because if you send a pitch to Business Insider and it, it didn't, nobody read it, then you're like, oh crap, like I got to follow up or I got to find somebody else or, you know, so I have a few pitches that I send out because I also do PR for clients specifically. If they don't want to do it themselves, I'll do it for them. So I, do, I use that in my, in my work. I'm like, okay, well, this person didn't read my email. So either they're on vacation or maybe went to spam or, you know, I'll just kind of keep an eye on it and I'll definitely follow up within a week. And one, one important thing about following up when you follow up, give the journalist like a deadline, right? So you send the pitch last Thursday, you follow up this Thursday and say, you know what? I'm going to give you until next Thursday. If I don't hear back from you, then I'll assume that you've passed and I can move on, right? And that gives you a good idea because then you're not just like waiting around. And journalists, like, like I, I feel so bad because we do this. We're, we have such bad habits, but we sometimes we don't respond. A lot of the times we don't respond to emails that just don't fit within our niche because we just don't have time to. So I apologize in advance if that happens to anybody listening, but don't feel discouraged um, because I will respond if something is like, oh, wait, oh, I like that. You know, let me follow up. Um, so, yeah, so those are my kind of my last minute tips. But don't be scared. Just send the email um, and uh, and get yourself out there. Right. We all have a story to share and we all need to be visible and, and build ourselves up. So 
you know, do the media pitching, do the research, find the places for you. And I wish everyone listening, you know, listening the best of luck and I'll see you out on the news. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you so much, Mercedes, just for your time and expertise today. I think this was so valuable. And I know everyone listening is probably like, probably like me just taking aggressive notes. Like I've been taking notes this entire time. Like, oh wait, oh, ah, that's so good. That's so good. So seriously, thank you so much. Now, if people want to learn more about you or connect with you, where can they find you and what next steps can they take? Yeah. So I'm very active on Instagram, instagram.com slash Mercedes and media, Mercedes and media. That's my handle. So definitely connect with me there. Send me a message. Let me know how you found me on Hallie's uh, podcast. You can also go to my website, mercedesbarba.com. If, you know, one-on-one coaching sounds interesting to you, you know, you and I can sit down together and figure out a really good uh, brand message and media message, and I'll help you try to get your story out there. Nothing, and I do want to preface, nothing in life is guaranteed, and the same goes for publicity, right? But, you know, we can try as best as possible to get you featured somewhere, and we can with local media and other organizations like that podcast. We can definitely get you visible, but if you want to get into the LA Times, you know, everyone wants to get into the LA Times. It's not guaranteed. It's not promised, but we can definitely try as best as we can and try really hard to do that. So connect with me on there and uh, send me a message and let me know about some of your, your problems and we'll work through it together. Thank you so much, Mercedes. And for everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. If you found this podcast helpful or insightful, we would absolutely be honored if you could take a moment to leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. If you have any friends who you think would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And lastly, we absolutely love connecting with you all on social media. You can find us using the links below in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week.